It's Paul Smolin, M.D., your PEDCAST host, bringing you informative and entertaining knowledge on a wide range of parenting and child health topics. You have parenting questions, he has answers. And here is your PEDCAST host, Dr. Paul Smolin. This is Dr. Paul Smolin. Thank you for joining me today. It is my honor to be your host for this podcast. You know, the pediatric podcasts that help parents raise their children from preschool to grad school. Now, before we get started, I want to remind my listeners that in this podcast, I am providing you with general pediatric information, not specific advice for your child. For that, you'll need to visit your pediatrician. I'm sure he or she is a wonderful person. Let's get into today's topic, poison ivy. Yes, summer's upon us, and we all need to be experts in the plant allergic contact dermatitis, also known as Roos dermatitis, or commonly known as poison ivy. Our children will be in the outdoors camping, hiking, playing ball, undoubtedly coming very close to this nasty plant. Before you dare send Junior out of the house and among all that vegetation, we need to get you up to speed on your knowledge of plant contact rashes. Well, long-time listeners know I love to talk biology, so let's get into that now. Babies are not born allergic to poison ivy or any other plant for that matter, even if their mother is allergic. Allergy is a learned thing to an individual. Babies and children develop a plant contact allergy after multiple exposures to the allergen. They need to touch it lots of times before they become sensitive, or what is known as sensitized, and develop the rash. That's why it's unusual for children under two years of age to develop the poison ivy rash. They haven't been outside much. They haven't touched the poison ivy enough times because they spend most of their time indoors. Now, poison ivy leaves and the stems, for that matter, contain an oily substance which wipes off very easily on your child's skin and clothing. And you can get this oil on you with just a simple touch. This oil is called urushiol, and it can set your child's skin on fire. It can provoke a wickedly severe allergic reaction with a red rash or even blistering reaction, a second-degree allergic burn. Whoa, that is really nasty, and anybody who's ever had poison ivy knows how much it bothers you. It, It itches and it hurts. Now, here's an important fact you need to know. The reaction after touching poison ivy oil is delayed usually by two days, hence the name delayed hypersensitivity reaction. You go out on the weekend, you pull up leaves, you touch vegetation, you're not aware that the oil has gotten on your skin because you can't see it, but it's there, and about two days later, up starts the rash. Now think about it. When your child is out running around playing outside where there's poison ivy, chances are they don't touch 
the plant all at the same time. They probably get the oil on their hands and then when they get hot they wipe their face and then when a bug lands on their arm they scratch their arm and you know when they need to potty they need to potty so they touch their genitals either hours or even days after they've actually touched the plant. Well if that's the case then the rash shouldn't come out all at one time since the exposure the touch to the oil was spread out over time. And this is exactly what usually happens. Most children who get poison ivy get a gradual increase in the rash over a few days, beginning about two days after the initial touch. Now people think by touching the rash that they're spreading it, but actually they're seeing all the places that they touched initially when they were first outside with the plant a few days earlier. And sometimes Janie or Johnny can get the poison ivy rash without actually even touching the plant. Think about this. What if your child pets an animal who's been rolling in poison ivy and has the oil on their fur? Or they handle a ball that's been kicked into an area where there's ivy and has the oil on the ball? Or they touch their shoes where the oil is from running through the woods? You know it. Here comes that misery you can see how easy it is for someone who is sensitized to get a touch of the ivy oil. So here are some common things patients wonder about. Parents often want to know what distinguishes a contact allergic rash from other rashes. Well, doctors usually can tell what's a contact rash by its appearance and its distribution. What they cannot tell is which plant the child touched that started the whole mess, but they can recognize what's a plant contact rash. They look very similar. And the hallmark is a streak, a red rash in a straight line following the touch of the oil. If the reaction is very intense, there can even be blisters on top of the red streaks and maybe even oozing along the streaks. Most of the rash will be on exposed skin, that is like legs and arms and face. It's unusual to see it in covered skin. And there's usually a history of the child being somewhere with vegetation about two days prior to the rash. And the rash will itch or it may even hurt. So the combination of streaks on exposed skin with itching and hurting and contact with vegetation two days prior Hey, that makes the diagnosis. Parents often ask me, why did my child get such a bad case of poison ivy? Well, now that you know a little bit about the biology of poison ivy, you will recognize that their child must have been around the ivy and the urushiol oil many times before. They're probably older and have become sensitized, and each subsequent touch after that initial sensitization makes for a worse and worse case of poison ivy. Now, the worst cases of poison ivy that I see are in people who go camping because two things happen around the, the campsite. One, people don't bathe, so they go days sometimes touching the oil over and over and over again without washing it off. And remember, washing it off, as you'll soon learn, will reduce the intensity of the poison ivy. And the other thing they like to do at the campsite 
is burn things. And when you make smoke out of poison ivy leaves and vines, it's still got the oil in it. And that smoke is full of the oil. It gets on people's faces. And boy, every little crevice of their face, around their eyes, etc., becomes very involved with the rash. And some of the worst cases of poison ivy, the worst case I've ever seen, has been in a child who burned the poison ivy leaf and got the smoke on their face. I'm often asked, what's the best way to avoid getting a poison ivy rash? Well, know what it looks like and stay away. Also, have your child wear long clothes if they're going to be outdoors near poison ivy. The clothing can give them some protection. And wash frequently, especially if you know you've touched the plant. You've got about 30 minutes to wash the oil off your skin to reduce the intensity of the poison ivy that you might get. And if you have a campfire, make sure you don't burn poison ivy vines or leaves because the smoke will provoke a, a very, very bad reaction. Now here's a really important point. The oil gets all over us. gets on our shoes, gets on our belts, gets on our gloves. And some of these clothing items are not washed. And if you don't wipe them down, get the oil off of them, the next time you touch that belt or that glove or that shoe, you may get poison ivy. So I want you to take some rubbing alcohol and wipe your kids' shoes down, their belts, gloves that may have poison ivy oil on them. And when you're out there camping, try and wash your skin frequently. Just get a wipe or jump in the lake or you know, get some water on your skin to get the oil off your skin. And if your child is very, very sensitive, try putting on a lotion before they go out called Ivy Block. It's commercially made. You may have to ask the pharmacist to get it for you. But it creates a block, a barrier to the oil. And even if you touch it with bare skin, it greatly reduces your chance that you're going to get poison ivy. So pick up a bottle of Ivy Block, or there are other brands, but that's the one I've used. And I really think this stuff works. So what are we going to do if your child gets poison ivy? Well, let's go back to that old dermatology saying, if it's wet, dry it. If it's dry, wet it. And topical hydrocortisone usually helps most skin rashes. Well, since poison ivy is often wet, let's dry it. I like to use calamine lotion. It's a uh, shake-up lotion that dries out the skin, and it's very soothing to the skin. And I also like to use over-the-counter 1% hydrocortisone. That reduces some of the itching. And oral antihistamines like Benadryl or Zyrtec, they can reduce some of the itch as well, especially when your child needs to go to sleep. Now, if your child has a very severe case of ivy, their skin's weeping, a large amount of the skin's involved, please take them to the doctor or have them seen by your camp nurse. Camps are usually very good at dealing with contact rashes. And also, don't forget to wipe down those non-laundered clothing items like shoes and belts and gloves. And finally, I'm often asked, what should you not do if your child gets the poison ivy rash? Well, I do not recommend hot baths. Whew, that skin's on fire already. We don't need to irritate it more. I recommend that you not use topical Benadryl, that's diphenhydramine for those label readers, or topical Benzocaine, 
or topical neosporin. They can all cause nasty allergic reactions. Your child can actually become sensitive to the medicine you're putting on top of their already broken skin. And make sure your child doesn't get a sunburn on top of their poison ivy. Now I'm often asked, can poison ivy spread if you touch the rash? Well, the answer is no. If your child's had a bath since they've been out in the woods and the oil's off their skin and you've gotten it off of their non-laundered clothing, you can't spread it. There's no oil, there's no ivy, pure and simple. Now, I know this is true because I myself am very sensitive to poison ivy oil and I touch it all the time. I touch kids' skin who have poison ivy all the time and I've never gotten the rash. I've gotten some other things, but I've never gotten poison ivy from touching a child's poison ivy. Well, I hope you now have a little more knowledge about contact rashes like poison ivy. Like all allergic diseases, the best treatment is avoidance. I hope your children can avoid this irritating rash at camp and with all their other activities this summer. As always, your comments are welcome. If you have a good home remedy for poison ivy or other comments, please send them in via the blog. Feel free to check out the many other peedcasts on DocSmo.com. Kick them around, take them out for a ride. You can get your free pediatric education there. And thanks for joining me today. And if you like this talk and found it useful, invite your friends to listen as well. This is Dr. Paul Smolin broadcasting from you know where, Studio 1E, that's First Child's Bedroom, east side of the house, hoping your child never has a twitch from the Ivy's itch. Until next time. I want to thank the following people for their contributions to this podcast. Seth Jaffe for his creative editing. Sarah Smolin for her digital editing and photography. And Ben Smolin, Jerome Moof, and Robert Beezer for providing this wonderful music you are hearing. Thanks, guys. By listening to this podcast, you agree to all of the terms and conditions found at the docsmo.com website. This docsmo.com podcast is informational only. Dr. Smolin does not diagnose, treat, or offer specific medical advice for your child. For specific medical advice regarding your child, consult his or her health care provider. Thank you.